Welcome to the Big Red Rundown. I'm Zane. I'm Drew. I'm Matthias. And we thought that the right thing to do would be to spend our time wasting yours talking about Nebraska football, basketball, volleyball, baseball, and anything else that involves the University of Nebraska. It's bound to be the best 30 to 45 minutes of your day. You know, we say in that in- intro every week, this yep. decided of like wasting our time, you know, taking our time to wasting yeah. yours. Yeah. Um, this week with Nebraska sports. That might actually be true. <laughs> we're, we're, all, we're all just wasting each other's time. Yeah. It was not the greatest of weeks for Nebraska sports in general between football and volleyball. Basketball did get a win, though. A couple of them. So. Mm-hmm. But yep. well, it wasn't, wasn't the, the best of weeks. But It wasn't in the cards for us this week. Yeah. Uh, this week in basketball. Well, let's talk volleyball first. Yeah. Lo- I, I don't... Lost in four sets. The, to yeah, Ohio it was three State. to one to Ohio State. It was like six, <laughs> like six versus number eight or something like that. Yeah, but bummer, bummers. It bummers. was it was at Ohio State. Yeah, it's so hard to beat top ten teams on the road, and we seems like we've drawn like what four or five of those now. The Big Ten's just so strong. Yeah, and so. we win those games at home. So yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to rally. We're still a very good team. And still so. a very good team. Still will you know make the postseason. Still. Could make a run. To make a we run. Could, we yeah. could make a run. Make a real run. Basketball um, has two wins, which is the first time in the Hoiberg era. Or in the Hoiberg era, we started two and zero. Yep. Which, wow! Look at us. <laughs> we're and, and now it. we're gonna head making into a, ga- a gauntlet here of a schedule. Yeah, this, man. This, this next these next games are gonna be. Even it, though they say, might seem easy, they are not. It's gonna say a lot, and they don't. I don't even know if they seem very easy. Well, let's, let's look at the schedule. Yeah, basketball is different, right? Like you. It doesn't really matter if they're a power five, right? Some, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we play St. John's, John's who's on, a, on Thursday night. Scary team. Who's a good team. Yeah. A regular. They're just like, teams like that are scary because it's like, yeah, 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 they're just a regular contender, which is yep. way more than we can say. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, then we play Arkansas Pine Bluff, who beat TCU, who was a top 15 team. Yeah. And then we play Oklahoma. And then we play Boston College. And then we play Creighton. Yeah. Top 10. And yeah. then we play Indiana. Yeah. Top 10. It's just, and then we play Purdue, and then Kansas State. Yeah, it's not. And then we play Queens, a college in in North Carolina. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not looking great. Our schedule this year is hard. Man. But like, in the games that we've played, they've looked the part, and that's yeah. all you can ask for. Yeah, and I actually think this is a, a Nebraska team that, and I've heard them. Hoiberg said this. This is that he said this is a team that the fans are going to enjoy watching. Yeah. It's good basketball. It's good basketball. It's not hero ball. It's just... Yeah. And so you never know. If we get hot a couple nights, you just never know. Yeah. I think I, we have a tournament. We have a tournament as well where we're we're playing we're playing another really, really good team that's not officially on the schedule. Oh, yeah. But it's because they don't know exactly who we're playing. Yeah. I think that's between um, Oklahoma and, and... No. That's between... Where is that between? I don't know what that's sure. between. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> women's women's basketball lost. Uh, they're in the top twenty-five, and they lost to Creighton. Creighton got whooped. Really? Yeah, it was pretty pretty bad. That's not good. It was over over twenty points. Ooh. I think at one point it was like thirty-two to eleven or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's I hard. Saw, so. They played at Ooh. Sokol Arena. Yeah, what Sokol Auditorium or whatever. I don't yeah. understand that. I don't either. So it was at. Okay, if you're familiar with Omaha, I didn't know you. They could play there. I don't like, think it's at. The, I don't think it was at the auditorium. Okay. I think it's at, at Sokol. Like, so they have an arena as well. It's at a different okay. place. Well, because yeah. Sokol Auditorium is now called the Admiral. Like that, the, yeah. that, that venue no, is... Sokol Arena. It's okay. on It's on um, 
Creighton's campus. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was really confused by that at first. So, okay. Never mind. It's where Creighton used to play volleyball, I think, maybe. Because I've been, I was going to say, I've been to SoCal. It's very small. Like the concert venue. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even imagine how you would do that. But, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, it looks relatively new. I haven't, I've never been there, but. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's not, it's not uh, CHI. It was probably 99% Creighton fans. So, yeah, probably. Happens. You lose. You win some. You lose some. And if you're talking about the football team, you just lose some. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just. That's it. Yeah. You just lose them. There's a lot of what ifs and maybes <laughs> and things like that. But at the end of the day, you just lose some. Yeah. Or you just, all. Or or you just lose um, them. You just lose them. Let, you just lose them. Yep. You just lose them. And so. Speaking of which, let's talk about the Michigan game. <laughs> yeah. And then let's we not, lost. And then let's not talk about it. But there's not a whole lot to talk about. It was. Yeah. It, it was, was rough. It was, it was rough. A rough game. Yep, Chuba. Chuba actually looked there okay. Was, there were some positives though, so we'll talk about those. Yeah, we had a couple. You know, Chuba had a good pass for that like thirty-five yard completion. A, we'll, we'll call it a good pass. A good One, pass. A. a single pass that was, and it was not he threw bad. it over the defender. It was yeah. a nice touch touch ball. Yeah, right over the top. Um, the rest were not good. Yes, but uh, he the best play that he had though is he was using his legs. I mean, he was yeah. just you know if nobody was open or if he just realized he could not throw the ball to them he just took off running and it was working yeah but it's also what got him hurt because he had like the most awkward slide of all time Dude, he literally hurt himself it uh, was like he wanted to slide but then the last second he changed he's like no uh, i'm not gonna slide and then again he changed his mind at the very last second after that and said it's like I'm oh i'm gonna slide it was like slide no yeah. slide not slide slide not slide it was all over and place, so. literally gave himself a high ankle sprain yeah I thought he tore his ACL. Yeah, so did I. Um, sounds like he was going to have surgery. Yeah, he's having surgery. He won't play the rest of the year, probably. I mean, for sure he won't play but the rest of the year. After that, I mean, guys, it was just the weirdest game. Um, Very weird. Our defense stepped up. Like, we held yeah, them. I mean, I mean, they had over 400 yards, but if you for how bad our offense was, we could not keep their offense off the field. Yeah, I mean, they just have the perfect offense to, to grind out that it's it's so hard to envision them losing to a bad team because their defense is so good that even if they're even if they're not having the most efficient offensive drives like in the first half they they weren't against Nebraska they can just run the ball because yeah. they're because the the offense the opposing offense isn't going to score yeah so they don't have to worry about anything they don't have to worry about getting up they don't it's going to be interesting to see them play a team like Ohio State that could could go up on them early yeah. And then they're going to have to be resort to throwing the ball. But and you saw him working on that against us a little bit too. You could see Har, you know, Harbaugh like just kind of working some things. Yeah, like, um, yeah. 146 total yards of offense. It it was just not good. Uh, it's it a was, big old wolf. Man. Yeah, it, it was, was just, brutal. Um, I I felt like, uh, and then and just the weird stuff that happened with Whipple, right? Whipple getting hurt, and then yeah, I just feel like which the is play just, calling they had for Smothers when he came in. Did not did, did not, not make him. sense. No, it, it didn't, just didn't make sense. It didn't benefit him. It didn't benefit the team. I, as I a whole. just don't quite understand what I, was going on. Which is know, the story of like the last few games offensively. It's just I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand either. And it it's a bummer that it's a bummer that the more time that we have um, not watching good football, we have to look back at you know Scott Frost and and this offensive staff that we currently have with Mark Whipple and just. We have every every second to just tear it to shreds because if we were winning, it'd be a lot easier. And so we're filling our time with being very, you know, very 
pessimistic, very yeah. like it, it's hard not to, right? It's hard not to, but man, like how are you going to expect to win games when you're your you have a vision like Mark Whipple has a vision for what the offense needs to look like and what they need to do and it's completely contrary to the to the personnel that he he, he is able to put on the field and it won't it will not change it's not going to change and here's the thing i thought i was excited about with whipple with all of his experience and we again we talked about this last week we should have just listened to pat narduzzi right yeah but i, I mean, figure with all of his experience and coaching and that's just a microcosm yeah yeah but i feel like with all of his experience in coaching he would have the um knowledge maturity whatever discernment. brains discernment wisdom yeah schematics whatever strategy compassion to fit your offense with your players yeah and just to do whatever you need to do to move the ball more than 146 yards because <laughs> no offense matthias that's like iowa status that's that maybe true maybe worse than we iowa just status. don't have iowa's defense what, what, did I, to what go was along all, with it. here's here's the question of the day what was iowa iowa versus michigan Michigan. Um, Total yardage. Let's see what. Let's. Ooh, they scored 14 points. Offensively scored 14 points. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. Uh, actually, I don't know. Let's see. Their stats. Total. Might have scored once. Iowa's total yards 281. So they almost doubled us. 35 rushing yards. No, they did. They almost doubled us. <laughs> they almost doubled us. They had 30. They averaged 5.1 yards per, per play. Wow. They Petrus outthrew us. That's not good. Yeah, so. Iowa's defense is much. <laughs> Iowa's defense yeah. is much. Well, we also have two backup quarterbacks, and one of them one of them apparently can't throw, and the other one apparently isn't trusted to throw. So yeah. it's, it's so difficult, man. I watched that game. It was part of it, at least. It was not good. The way that Iowa started that game was real bad. Oh, yeah. yeah it's rough. Um. So Ernest Hausman, though, I'll t let's talk about some highlights. We're gonna let's just try Ernest Hausman. Okay, I've been Dog. saying this for a while. Dog. One of our biggest issues on defense is we've got really we've got skilled linebackers, but they are not Big Ten sized linebackers. Not yet. No. Like I love. I really like Henrich enjoy. Is, Henrich is a big. Henrich ten is a bigger guy. Um, Reimer's just undersized. He's he very is. good and skilled. Yeah. He is just not a big time a Big Ten sized linebacker it's not a whole right? plugger yeah he is more kind of that get, on, um, get around the edge tackle, yeah. tackle a tight end that's released. kind of a hybrid too you yeah. know what i mean yeah and he's good man he deserves to be out there yeah but if you look at the successful big 10 defenses especially in the west but oh, all yeah. over the place like their linebackers are you know guys that are between six three six four and 250 pounds like they just are yeah big dudes and hausman ernest hausman as a freshman has the size he does hasn't had the experience you've just seen these mental flaws but man you just watch him i have not this seen someone yeah. i have not seen someone tackle like he is tackling for nebraska in yeah. quite some time yeah just when he he is the enforcer and he's going he wins that battle he runs right? he runs through people and i think yeah. that's that's my biggest that's my biggest takeaway my biggest disappointment with the with the defense as a whole you see Michigan and how they're tackling and you see Elante Brown try and jump over a guy and the the defensive player Dude, that was do you see he got right 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 in the gonads but you see you know I'm just imagining if if Michigan wanted to they could have jumped over every single tackle mm -hmm. except for maybe Ernest Hausman yeah, but probably but whenever you see Michigan's player I don't even know who it was with his eyes on the defender running through contact then he knows that if this yep. guy is going to jump over me i can go high and i can 
push him 10 feet in the air and have him fall yeah. down. But Nebraska and Ernest Hausman was obviously the difference. Yeah. He had his eyes on the defender. He ran through the defender and he pushed through them. He didn't lunge at their legs yep. or fly sideways trying to knock them off balance or anything. And it just wasn't going to work with Blake Quorum or any of these running backs that we still have to face this year. So, Which, he, by the way, Blake Quorum, he didn't have a, a run... Longer than 12, 12 yards. yards. That's, yeah. that's impressive, by that the way. Is, wow. that, the defense did what they needed yeah, to they, do. Our defense played well, by far well enough to keep us in this game. We just had we no just response. Had no offense at all. Ernest Hausman, 6'2", 220, um, and he's a freshman. So there's he's going to put weight onto that yeah. frame. Uh, Reimer's listed at 6'1", 225. He is uh, not 6'1". He's not 6'1". <laughs> he's not 6'1". Uh, so uh, he, he's got the frame, and he just plays, plays well. And, I, man, I just love... Historically in Nebraska, you see these guys that were not highly recruited from these smaller towns that just develop and do really well. Some of our best offensive linemen from all time of all time have been from no nowhere yeah. places in Nebraska that no one is recruiting other than maybe like a uh, you know, a random like New Mexico State school or something yeah, like that. North you know? Dakota State. Or- yeah, it, and we develop them because they fit what we need. They're exactly what we need. And mm-hmm. they just they have that they have Something to prove too, like they're just the type of guys that have to work their tail off for it. And yeah, Hausman Hausman fits that bill, man. He's from Columbus. I just I don't know. I, I'm if I'm nothing, excited for if his nothing future. else. If nothing else, he's been capitalizing on every single opportunity that he's been provided. Sure. And Nick Henrich, I don't know if he'll get a medical this year. Yeah, we'll probably. see. Well, I don't know. He's not. He's not walking. Is no. he? He's not as technically a senior. He's no. COVID junior. Quite a few guys weren't walking. Yeah, there's, we don't have we don't have a lot of seniors anyways. Yeah, but, but the, a lot of times if it's their, if they're not going to play again, they'll go ahead and walk. Yeah, know? but it'll be interesting to see how Ernest is is utilized into the next year because man, he's got all the talent. He he can really he's really become a ball hawk. I would I would say that the first the first couple games that he was thrusted in, he he missed. He some struggled tackles. a little bit. He struggled, but he confidence wise, I think you could just see him kind of. It looked like he was thinking too much. He you know struggled what I mean? more on the edge. He yeah. struggled more making Agreed. open field tackles, but. When you watch him filling a filling a hole or tackling a running back, catching a three yard out from the backfield, yeah. man, he runs through people and he hits them hard. Yeah. He meets them where they're at and, and he doesn't go backwards very much at all. So super excited for him. Another guy that um, made an impact early in the game. I didn't I wasn't paying super close attention to, but Jevin Wright started at, at over, Nickel. Over Giff? Gifford started at safety. Wow, they didn't have that on the depth chart. They, they yeah. had Giff starting at nickel and Omar Brown slash Javin Wright um, behind him. I think for this game, Javin started at oh nickel. because of with Farmer out because Miles Farmer. Oh, was interesting. Out I didn't even realize Isaac that. started at, at safety. Farmer's back this week. So yeah, we'll yeah. See. So we'll it see what was they do with that. And and you, I like Javin Wright. He's a big guy and he is six, a big six, dude. Five. And he made some real good tackles. Mm-hmm. He made some some nice he, tackles out of just, the, in the backfield. Man, I just I would I want more players like that. That just yeah. They may they might not. I don't know. They're not. I think maybe it's a mentality. Maybe I'm going off on a tangent here, but I think it's m- the mentality of these new players that are getting the opportunity. And maybe Malcolm Hartsog is the best example of this. That they've been working hard, and if if not for Mickey stepping in and making the decision that they were going to play, probably wouldn't have gotten the opportunity. Yeah. And they are making the most yeah, of it. I agree. And, I agree and when that. you look at our defense, yeah, we just got beat thirty-four to three. Yes, but we we allowed. 32 points to Michigan last yeah, year yep. with a much better defense. Yeah. Our defense has gotten 
so much better with with the shift it, in it personnel. It will make these next two games really interesting. Really interesting because neither of these teams we're playing are have good offenses. They don't. Wisconsin can have a good offense. It just depends on how they're playing. Man, their offensive line it, is so bad. Yeah, it's but so but I've also line. seen that offense tear it up. So it's like and Graham Mertz is Graham Mertz is good for five touchdowns yeah. or three interceptions. Yeah, he, he's he's <laughs> feast or famine. And our but our our passing our passing secondary has been so much better. Our pass defense has been so much better. I think one of my best, my favorite surprises of the year, like really good the past three, yeah, has been Malcolm Hartzog. He hasn't been perfect, um, but he again, kind of like man, he doesn't get rattled. Yeah, he does not, and he plays hard. Like he just has that that dog mentality to him. True freshman, yeah, true freshman out there. Eighteen years, he's one another one of those guys, not highly recruited at all. But Fish has always been good about seeing finding those type of players, right, and just seeing this potential. I think. I think wasn't it Mickey on the recruiting? Trip he, to, I think he did see him, but then Fish like evaluated evaluated yeah. him was like, yeah. Lord well, that it. that was the story that that Mickey went to Mississippi and was in some schools, and every single school that he went to was like, you got to got to get this guy to yep. go see this kid. And then him, and, I think him, and, stuff, him and Fish yeah. were on yep. on that trip together, yeah. and, and so, they went and they offered him on the yeah, spot. On the spot, they're like, yes, this and guy. And they're like, this is the. And you're seeing that he's small. He's five nine. He does not look like he's five nine out there. He, I no. feel like he looks bigger than that. He plays bigger than that. Yeah. Five nine one seventy. I mean, he's you can't teach height. He's gonna he's gonna be that you know that size. But he, I'll take a guy like that. We've historically done well with, Man, with guys like that. Think about how young our. I mean, Garrett Nelson's not walking. Take Caleb Tanner out, man. Take he's, Caleb Tanner out. That's but, it. But He's look, our only senior that plays. But look at the look at how young the defense is across the board. It's like seriously, with Isaac Gifford, Marquise Buford. Yeah, Malcolm here's our Hartzog. here's our starters. Yeah, so Edge, um, you've got Garrett Nelson Jr. His backups are redshirt freshmen. Um, then on the other side, O'Shawn Mathis Jr. Backup redshirt freshman. Mm-hmm. D tackles. We've got <clears throat> sophomores and Devin Drew. Um, so sophomore, sophomore. With Ty Robinson's a sophomore, Devin Drew's a senior, but then on the other one you've got Colton Feast Jr., Stephen Wynn Jr. Yeah. So Caleb Tanner's the only senior that's listed starting. The only yeah. other one that's really playing is Brandon Moore. That's about it. Yeah, and so, he's not even he hasn't really he, even been. He gets playing in sometimes. But. Yeah. But man, so so many positive things to be looking forward to with the with those guys in the yeah. secondary. I think I'm most excited about guys like Hartzog and Isaac Gifford. Oh, Mago Clements is a senior too. Yeah, but I forgot he's, about him. Yeah, he's just kind of Luke Luke uh, Reimer's backup. Yeah. But a lot a lot of positives to move forward with that um, with that side of the ball in the next years. Hopefully, with this change of regime, we can retain some of those guys. I know there's yeah. just, there's some concern that <laughs> Garrett Nelson's they, leaving. They, they asked Garrett Nelson, "Are are you going to come back?" I could I could not envision a world where he doesn't walk and goes somewhere else. Yeah, he's the most Nebraska through yeah. and through. He does not care. All I don't think. I, I literally think his answer is that he probably hasn't even really thought about it that much. That's just the type yeah. of guy he is. He's just like, you know what I mean? He's just like, are you, are you going to come back next year? I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't know the situation. He doesn't know his coaches. Yeah. But it would be inst- it would blow my mind. Incredibly surprising. In yeah. case he's not walking, um, Trey Palmer's not walking. So there's a lot of a lot of things up in the air. You that see are gonna, people just kind of waiting it out. Yeah. And I, my guess, my guess with some of those guys is, you know, who's the coach? M- Mickey has probably been talking to him and, and recruiting because Mickey expects to be, here. you got to recruit the, well, now you have to recruit the guys on your, on your team. Yeah, it's Otherwise huge. other guys are going to come hawk them away. Like, like Braylon Allen's being hooked to Michigan. The right one now. nice thing about being really bad this year 
<laughs> is that there's not a lot of teams sniffing around, you know? Dude, it's not I that they're know. not. Like, there are players they're after. I don't know. I think it's probably worse than I don't know, but you know what I mean? I'm not saying there aren't some, but it's just like, yeah, you guys, they're, they're a three-win team. So, yeah, you know what I mean? You, when you have three offensive players that are your entire offense and your team is terrible, it's it's pretty obvious who's going to be sure. gone. Sure. <laughs> I'm not saying there's not happening a little bit, but it's not, yeah. it's, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not like we have a lot of guys that people are trying to poach. No, no, no. <laughs> but if the guys that do get poached are Casey Thompson, Trey Palmer, Anthony Grant, like I, we are. I, I'm, I just AJ have a Allen. feeling that Trey, Trey Palmer is insanely loyal to Mickey Joseph. I could be well, off on this. No, that that's like, it would, that's, that's blatantly obvious. Yeah. It's just, I, I could be off on like that, like what that loyalty he's, truly means though. But he's, like, he's known Mickey since he was like seven years old. I just know if I was him, how the season's gone. I, you could just see it on him. He just looks like he's quit out there. And I don't mean that as a knock. I, I maybe a little bit, but there was a play like you he just look like at three balls. Yeah. Man. He just looks like he's just he so done. frustrated. Yeah, he, he looks, looks like done. he's done. And those, that, that makes me worried a little bit I think, with him. I think, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I'm worried that I'm worried that he's kind of given up. I think if, and this is getting into the coaching talk. They asked Mickey yesterday at his press conference, like, um, have you had any conversations with Trev? And Mickey's, you know, Mickey's kind of loose-lipped a little bit. But yeah. He's like, no, I haven't had an interview with me, with, with Trev. And people, everybody started free. Everybody started losing their mind. But regardless. They, they meet every week to talk. It's yeah. all an interview, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then they asked him if he was willing, if he was, gonna stay like he had been asked that before and he's like i would have to sit down with the new guy i'd have to sit down with trev sit down with my family and, and make make the best decision for me and my family but i'd love to stay yeah he said, he said i would love to I'd stay love to stay so that i can't imagine a world with that guy the way he's led wins aside the way he's led the team and, yeah. and there's some there's some strategical errors that have been made in regards to the offense and running and coaching with with whipple and things whipple not gonna be here he's gone he's probably gonna retire whipple. but Mickey saying that he would love to stay, the way he's led the team, the the decisions that he has made that have made a drastic impact on the defense, the personnel, the players that he brought to Nebraska being the best players on our team currently, man, I can't imagine a world where he isn't retained yeah, with the next I, staff. I, at, I, at minimum with I the next agree. staff. I agree. I mean, his his wife or something could always say, I don't want to be here. Let's get out of here. <clears> but I just, but I they just, seem like they really enjoy Lincoln. I so. think he could be the head coach at Nebraska. At some point, yeah, I don't disagree. Like with I that. don't, I don't envision a world where that's next in the next, you know, five years maybe. But if yeah. he, if he stays and he, and he can wants continue it. to recruit and he can want it, and the guy that we hire is only going to be here for five years before he retires or something, like yeah. who knows? Like that's way too far down the road. But keeping him for the next year is going to be super, super important to retaining the players on this current team yeah. and then hitting the juco hitting the transfer portal and bringing in guys with this next coach I that they could work together i would say that's the step one like by far the big has to be the biggest priority of the next coach is keeping him i think it like, needs to be priority one b of uh, exactly. trev yeah I, like trev needs to hire a head coach and then <laughs> immediately <it> <laughs> because you're right it will help keep the team that is in place and the recruiting class that is in place and yeah and just yeah It'll I, keep the fan base and the fan base if, if they hire a new guy in his and like in his press conference says i'm gonna bring a whole new staff oh my it, gosh yeah, can you imagine it, the only way that works to me is if it's like an urban meyer type hire do you know what i mean oh like oh my gosh like yeah, that, because it's then. like okay you almost have to give somebody that's coming in like 
like in that situation. I would say there's it's maybe, almost like a YOLO type thing. There's, you know, there's like there's like two or three. Uh, if Dabo came in, yeah, and said, "I'm bringing my staff." All right, maybe a Gundy. You if, know what I mean? Maybe a Gundy comes in and says that, because even if it's just one of those kind of crazy out of the out of their hires that it's like, really, we got that guy. Like, yeah. then maybe I could see it. Yeah, but, uh, but even still, I, those guys I feel like would be yeah, just silly for the, not to for keep the sake him. of the team and the fan base. You gotta keep Mickey. Yeah. Regardless. And, and most of those type of coaches hasn't, are he, smart enough that they would know that. Here's 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 where I think I could leave it. He hasn't done anything to make me question his ability to be an associate head coach, wide receiver coach, recruiting coordinator. No, oh, he's done everything to show you can't, he can't do he that. He could do that, and he could do more than that. Yeah, and so sure. you need to keep him around. So yeah. there, But regardless, there are a ton of rumors. So I'm, I'm thinking, I just wrote this down before. If there's not a hire next week before Iowa – the podcast next week, we can do a, a head coach. We'll we'll talk about the Iowa game, Sounds and then good. we'll do a head coach draft. Yeah, we'll do that early next week with yeah. Thanksgiving and stuff. Yeah, we'll try and get that out. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, we don't record, say, Monday morning, and then Monday afternoon we have a coach, because then we're going to we're gonna have to come in on Tuesday and do another do one. Do another but, podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Actually, hopefully. I hope we hire it. I actually, think, that'd be great. Yeah. So, let's talk about that for, like, yeah. 45 seconds. Is there uh, enough of an advantage... Where's more of the advantage to wait till after the IO game or to, to hire before it? Like if you have your guy, if you know who you're hiring, do you just say after the Wisconsin game? I, I definitely think you wait till after Wisconsin. But going into the Iowa game, big rivalry week, especially if we lose this week when there's like literally not really any hope yeah. of anything going on, would it be enough? Is it worth it? Like an injection of excitement into the program just to give team like people something to talk about during the Iowa game about especially if it's like a big name hire yeah. or do you just wait till after is there which has more advantage? oh man there's a lot I think there's a lot going on to this I think the advantage with the fan base would be substantial yeah especially if Agreed. we especially if we lose to Wisconsin I think there has to be something to inject some kind of but to the team, to the team, I yeah. think it's the opposite. Yeah, I agree. I think that it, that's it, where I'm at. It with would it. hurt the mo- it would hurt the motivation. It would be a distraction. It, it, it unless could, it's Mickey, <laughs> unless it's Mickey. But but if Mickey, Mickey if Mickey also is in a team meeting with the new head coach, and they're both casting a vision and preparing for Iowa, it could it could be the opposite. It could get them hyped. Yeah, and to know that to know that the new head coach is watching, and I mean, it could it could. I think I think the immediate product would be too much of a distraction I, for the team immediately. I think yeah. a big part of it is, is who is the person. Too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that makes a big difference. If it's going to be somebody that people are like, I don't know, like, are we really going with Lance Le- yeah. Leipold? Are we really going with Matt Campbell? Are we really, you know, one of these that people are Gosh, really dude, down if on we now. Hire, if we hire Matt Campbell, had I, any, had, nobody's talked about Matt I, Campbell. I, for weeks, right? For and m- so, I'd say a month. Yeah, this has been going on for what, six weeks? So it's probably been, he was talked about the first couple weeks and that's about that's it. it. So yeah. Um, but if it is a guy like that, like I don't, I think you hold Dude. on to that one, right? Oh my and, but if it is an exciting one, like I'll put um, rule, rule, oh, Bill O'Brien, O'Brien. I will put Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson. I'll put, definitely put Urban in that. Urban and Deion Sanders, if, prime time. <laughs> <laughs> think oh about think about if, that broadcast imagine, on the Friday. Imagine Sunday after this Sunday after we after we beat Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Prime time Sanders comes in, bro. <laughs> oh, it'd be so insane. Uh-huh. Just imagine that world with Mickey and Prime Time in the locker room getting the team hyped up to play Iowa. Oh my gosh, dude. I'm about to pee my pants thinking about it. That is insane. Yeah. That would be crazy. 
Guys, the rumors have been all over the place, though. They've been insane. I, I really started. I, I considered starting one yesterday, but I oh, did not. Oh, you almost got me with it. Dude. I, <laughs> I did. Like, I was like, Zach Taylor to Nebraska because he was I at the Michigan out. game. I and out, Zane yeah. thought I was serious. I was like, no, I just want to put that playing, on Twitter and see what I was playing goes. basketball over the lunch hour. And I, 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 I got the notification on my watch in, in the game, in the middle of the game. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Zach Taylor just got hired at Nebraska. <laughs> See, I, it, I ran it over work. My, I ran over to my phone and I was like, "Sorry, oh, but, frick, sweet, thanks, Drew." Sorry Sick, about man. it. I just you just threw off my shot, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the the number one. The, this is why I'm more confident that it's going to be Matt Rule. Um, did you read Mitch Sherman's um, posts about the the you know flight tracker or whatever? Uh, I did not know. So I think it was Sunday night. Um, a trucking company in Nebraska that is a huge booster to the program um, had a had a chartered jet fly out of Omaha to Charlotte and back to Omaha within a couple hours. Sure. And there were rumors that Sunday night um, Memorial Stadium was completely lit up, mm. had all the lights and Which everything shining on. All that uncommon, but be sure. I don't know why it would. Be, I, I've you driven know, by like, it when yeah, they're yeah, getting yeah. preparing things for like, you know. State, yeah. state playoff games, yeah, like that. yeah. I mean, it's very, it, it's much more likely yeah. that that's the scenario. But then there's also the rumors of people seeing him at Memorial Stadium, yeah. taking pictures. There's a report that he was taking pictures with yeah. his wife yeah. in North Stadium yeah. with the trophies and stuff. I, have, so. I just have a hard time believing they're going to bring a guy into North Stadium of all places, like a new coach, and parade him around in front of like where the team could see him and yeah. stuff in front yeah. of Mickey and stuff. That just seems off to me yeah so yeah. the last rumor was that went around like it was probably like three or four weeks ago is about lane kiffin when there was a, a jet that went down there flew out of yeah, Sk- Sk- and literally yeah. i i know the i think i maybe talked about that on the pod i know the owner like who was on that plane yeah he's yeah. The owner of a steel company here in, in the state and yeah. like i can, there's a connection that I, and and they yeah. like literally were posting like guys that was us <laughs> was, that was our plan we went down to the game <laughs> so because they had some fr- family friends that are game. yeah they yeah. were at the game they posted pictures they had the shirts that said you know kiffin to nebraska or whatever yeah yeah or, Kiffin or, liked it yeah and, and yeah. that was them they literally just flew down there for the game because they had friends that are Ole miss fans that have like yeah. season tickets and stuff so yeah it, so who knows on these rumors who knows? I, I i feel like the rule Rumors have steam. I, I think they have a le- le- real legitimate. Steam. I, I do. T- I think so too. I I said this yesterday on our chat. I just yep. said I for some reason give it to me. I just feel like Bill O'Brien's going to be the guy. Oh, I, I it that's the flavor of the day yesterday. B-O-B, and I think why is just I've seen the scenario play out with yeah. when they're cord- sitting coordinators yep. and like this like rumors building up to it, and then after their last regular season game, you hear that you hear about the move, yeah, and then they decide whether they're finishing out or not. I I just, and then I'm starting to think about the role even more. I really feel like we need a I would be CEO right would type player. Yeah. That's literally what he did in the NFL. He was he 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 was, he was a, the GM. He, <laughs> were, he was a terrible GM. Yeah, he, that was why he got fired. But he traded DeAndre Hopkins for like dirt. <laughs> However, but he, he traded JJ Watt for dirt. But here's the thing, like trying to coach and do all those things at the NFL level. It's just different. There's way more. Oh, it's goes way, into it's it. way, way different. I, I, I just, for some reason, I was sitting there yesterday. I was like, B.O.B. just sounds right to me right now. I yeah. don't know why. I know it's because nobody's know. talking about him. No one's talking about him. You I, have B.O.B. I, and I, I think that's part of the reason. I just have this feeling it's going to be everyone's going to they think it's all these people. <laughs> yep. It's probably my heart just preparing myself for the Mike Riley situation that happened. But I just feel like he's the guy that nobody's talking about right now. And I just wouldn't be surprised if they said Bill O'Brien's our next head coach. Yep. You got B.O.B. I got Gary P. Yep. Gary Patterson's my guy, man. Now he's I think he's the best fit. I think it makes the most sense. I think he has a style and a and a 
I think he would keep Mickey. He's a good recruiter. He's built a program. I would rather have Gary than than Bill O'Brien. I'm saying that. I'm just. I just have a feeling it's going to be Bill O'Brien. I don't know. I I had that same feeling with Gary. Gary Patterson. You did. It was weeks ago. Weeks. Weeks ago. You said it was like early on. You're like, it's going to be Gary Patterson. I don't know why I think that. I just think it. And no one was even talking about him when you said that. And I've called. I've called into 1620, the local radio show, and I've said multiple times, like nobody is considering or even thinking or talking about Gary Patterson. Yeah. And he's his name has come up. Yeah. In um, who was it? Uh, uh, um. Bruce Feldman's oh, yeah. first list whenever the the yep. Oklahoma game when he came in yep. he said there, there's four coaches that are on Matt Trez Campbell radar. Matt Campbell Lance Leipold Gary Patterson and Aranda Aranda I, I think, think at Aranda. that it might have been Aranda or Bill O'Brien at that point it might have been yeah it, it was Bill O'Brien at that point and he was like I'm pretty confident these are for sure on his list yeah. at least and he's having conversations and nobody's nobody has talked about Gary yeah I, I feel like you, especially high, that that coaching search firm that we're using I just feel like there's no way that through their work, they wouldn't say, like, you really need to consider this guy. Okay, here's the There's thing. There's just no way they haven't. Here's so. the thing with Gary Patterson. He's 62, that's... but He's 62, but... I don't Lane, Nick Saban's a thousand years old. Yeah, but he's not coming <laughs> into a... Sta- he's been there a while. He's established. It's different than, like... Yeah, but he's also losing games. He lost two games, man. <laughs> yeah, but how much How much older is... It? How I know. He's, I'm I'm not a, scared of that number. I'm no, just no, saying, no, no, no. if you're going pros and cons, that's a con because you're not. We don't need a guy that's going to be here for 20 years. It'd be nice to have. A it guy would be that's nice. It'd be nice to got. It'd be nice. Look to, at the people that have have had success at the program. They've been here for 20 years. Yeah, and and look at where he left TCU. They're undefeated, I top know. 10 I, in the country. I know, but I know. If we could have a guy that could come in for five years and leave the program with a with Mickey and get that yeah. get to that level, I would be all for it. But here's the thing with Gary Patterson, he was a head coach for 21 years. Two, two undefeated teams, two top ten, top five finishes in the country, two New Year's Day bowl wins, not appearances, wins, and he's now the defensive analyst assistant to the head coach at Texas. How, how could you imagine that he would stay in a role like that? Be- it doesn't make any sense. Be- because uh, I'm with you on that. He's making 20000 a year. I know. I don't know. Is it really that little, dude? He, I mean, those analysts make good money still. Did you listen to the the breakdown of the uh, assistant to the head coaches analysts at Alabama? No. Lane Kiffin and, and Steve Sarkeesian before they were uh, yeah. coordinators were making thirty five thousand sure. a year. So here's what I, here's where I'll push back. Yeah, he is sixty two. He has a lot of money in his bank account because of his yep. successful career that you just mentioned. Yep, and his buyout and all those things. He's not hurting for money. Then why is he coaching right now? Then what? He's an analyst where he gets to do the thing he really likes and just look at football and do some anal, you know, analysis work. Yeah. <laughs> and does he really? Does he want? That's what we don't know about oh, him, right? Man. Does he have that desire, that fire to jump back into it again at the age of sixty-two with a full bank account and you know, happy life, all these things? Does he want that again? He's. He, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You don't know, know him either. better because you were a TCU, you know, I, fan. I think from anything and everything that I know about Gary Patterson, and I don't know him personally at all. Man, that guy wants to win yeah. so bad, and he and he has the passion and the fire enough to go through to go through it yeah. to get to that point. I and just, so, I just wonder, does he knows it's going to be a project? Does he really like? Does I want to give him the next five to seven years or yeah. something like this? He is literally when he doesn't really need it. Does he want to be with yeah. his kids? I'm assuming grandkids. I don't know. Like, he's the only, and I will say this: the only reason TCU is even slightly sure 
in the national spotlight. I agree. They were a bottom of the pack Mountain West team yeah. when he started, yeah. and they they almost won. He built a brand with them, man. He I did. mean, it's, yeah, yeah. I won't beat the I won't beat the dead horse. I think he would be the best option, and yeah. I would be perfectly happy. with I'd be very Bill happy if that was the hire. Yeah, uh, if if it was Patterson. I the other going He's back to I've been like off and on with. I know we said we talk about this next week. We can more, but with Matt Rule, I've been really up, up and down on him. Yeah. He's a little too PJ Fleck for me. <laughs> PJ Fleck without the facial surgery. However, the guy preaches and executes mental and physical toughness. It's what he's about. Yeah. And that he preaches it. He brands it. He does the that's why I said he's kind of PJ Fleckish yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little gimmicky. And bit. I think that's why I probably didn't work for him in the NFL. I just don't think that works very well at that level. He also didn't have a quarterback in the NFL. However, <laughs> however, it's what that is something we would need. So I'd be very happy with Matt Rule too. I, I've gone yeah. up and down on him. Yeah, he was lower on my list. But it there's a lot of signs that seem like it's pointing to him. Usually when there's smoke, there's fire, but it's hard to say. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I that where there is smoke, there's fire. I, I hope I hope it's true. I would be perfectly happy with Bill O'Brien or Matt Rule. I would be exponentially happier if it was Gary Patterson. Yeah. But I know there's a lot of people would that you be would have a different even different happier if it was Urban Meyer over Gary Patterson? Um for the immediate Oh man, there's not even a real there's not even a real guarantee that it would be immediate success. But for the immediate like, oh my gosh, we just got Urban Meyer. Yeah. I would be way happier. And yeah. then after two games where we probably lose to Colorado <laughs> then I would be like why? why 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 is my life this way you know this offseason will be absolutely bonkers if it's if it's Urban Meyer though yeah. I'm just saying so oh my gosh <laughs> all right let's move on to the Wisconsin oh, game here you can't just leave it at that man. yeah we have to you just drop those nuggets and you just gotta leave it so <laughs> uh Wisconsin is not not great not great not great they are five and five Five and five. Um, I think they were five and four. I and then think they so. Got, then they got cursed, I'd love to hear Mr. Iowa's um, assessment on Wisconsin from. Yeah, no, they. You guys just beat them twenty four to ten. Yeah, yeah. twenty four to ten. So we we stumped them pretty good. Um, I feel like the only touchdown that they had was in the second, mm -hmm. and then they didn't score for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously, like our defense is really good, and they did a really really good job. Um, but also we're on like a three game winning streak right now. Yeah. So like our offense is kind of like clicking and it's coming together, which has been really, really cool to see. Um, but yeah, no, Wisconsin's good. Like their defense is pretty good. Um, they got through our O line quite a bit, I would say. Um, yeah. Features got sacked a couple of times, which that happens a lot. It happens. Yeah. yeah. It happens, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, no, they're pretty good. They're pretty tough. Like they they fight for the whole game, which mm -hmm. can be super annoying because you kind of want them just to like roll over roll. and die. And yeah. you're like, stop it. Just, just stop what you're doing. Um, <sighs> but yeah. they're really good. So I wouldn't consider them to be like one of like the top teams, but like they are somebody to like they're you defense. Can't, yeah, you can't just sneeze on them and be like, oh, we're gonna get this. Yeah, no, they're, they're. I mean, that's a really good point. And Iowa, I always had some struggles on offense, and they were able mm -hmm. to. They, you, you guys were able to put it together and and get some really good plays against a really good defense. Mm -hmm. And our offense, I would say, is better than than I was. Yeah, I it, it is. If, it hasn't been the last couple of weeks. I don't know with if Casey, it, yeah, for sure. I didn't watch the game. Were you guys able to run the ball much against Wisconsin? <laughs> we ran quite a bit. Okay, and it as far as from like well, I didn't like watch the whole game, but I like got bits and pieces of it because I was like out and about and stuff like that. But. um the runs that I did see, we got like 
10, 10 yards, something like Woo! that. So like we, we, we were pushing down there. Um, yeah. And whatnot. And, and there wasn't like a whole lot of them, but we did run quite a, a yeah, decent yeah. amount and it, it worked. Yeah. You probably had to being up 14 points, you know, you got to run the clock out and whatnot. Yeah. Do the, do the old Iowa thing, but. And, and mm-hmm. they're, they're in a weird time right now too, with an interim head coach there. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be, a, it's, yeah, that's it kind of, this is a tale. Like this matchup is really interesting with that. Like both, both of our teams have fired their head coaches in the middle mm-hmm. of the season. <clears throat> and, and yeah. are, you know, they've had, I don't know, I won't even say more success. I think we both have won, they both have won two games since they've done that. I think, yeah. I think they've won two since they, they have fired him. And so, yeah. so, have we. Yeah. so it's not like either team is doing well. No, um, they were, they were just obviously in a much better position with the way their defense was. And, and they, they haven't had to fire any other coaches. I don't think yeah. they, they have, you know, they have Braylon Allen. Yeah. They're healthier. So uh, for me, it comes down to a few things. Does Casey Thompson play? If so, how effective is he yeah. when he plays? Yeah. Um, it is at home, and so that's nice. 11 a.m. too. It's 11 a.m. I oh, mean, okay. it's so it's early game. Yeah, it's a home game, which can help, if, especially if we have some early success keeping the crowd in it. Um, it's going to be bone-chilling cold. It's going to be a and very windy. cold. Yeah, uh, yep. So it's, it's very cold that day. All right, Braylon Allen versus Anthony Grant. Braylon Allen versus Nebraska's run defense. So he's going to get his yards, but I just don't think he's going to light us up like, uh, like uh, you know, we've done that to three very good running backs yeah. these last three weeks. Chase Brown, they've Mo gotten Ibrahim. their yards, yeah, but it's it's not like they he's tearing it up. So I think the difference with Allen, though, yeah. He's, is huge. he's huge. He's an enormous. He's a human. guy that like the other guys are just more smaller, very strong, but bruisers. But you know, mm-hmm. but Braylon Allen is just he's just a monster, and yeah, so that's a big boy. I feel like he's going to. I think he's going to have some longer runs too. And I feel we, like he's going to break some tackles and bust some long ones, and they're going to just do that stupid zone read thing and have this giant hole for him, and mm-hmm. we're going to be like. Why is there no one there? It, because yeah. I know it's been better under Bush, but I just feel like it's inevitable with Wisconsin. They, they just do that. Luke so. Luke Reimer and Ernest Hausman need to have the, the game of their, of their life. Yeah. Caleb the, Tanner. Caleb Tanner, O'Shawn Mathis, Garrett Nelson, the guys that can actually tackle. Yeah. Please, dear Lord, baby Jesus, make their bones stronger. <laughs> make them faster. Make them Colton lighter. Feast. Colton Feast. Yeah, these big guys. They, they got to tackle because I remember specifically last year, the play that ruined the game for us. Braylon Allen broke an 80-yard run because Cam Taylor Britt came and threw his back at his shoulders. He turned around and just launched into his shoulders yeah. to try and knock him over, and it he ran for work. 80 yards. Yeah, I it was that play. I was like, oh, oh, so, so, oh, so we're, we're playing two-hand touch football. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So with, with it being colder, uh, that usually hurts the passing game. So, I mean, I feel like make him beat us to the air. I know Mertz has the potential. He's shown he can do it. Dude, but I like our secondary dude, well he's enough. he's bad. He's yeah. bad. He can let's, be. Let's look at some of his stats. I, I know, but I've seen him look great, too. So, he, he's he's not great. Grant Mertz stats. Uh, 1,883 yards passing. What's his pers- 85th in the country. Okay. Touchdowns, 18. 35th in the country. Okay. Eight interceptions. And that's because he's had a couple of pretty big games where he's thrown yeah. a multiple. Yeah. Eight interceptions. Okay. Tied for 87th. Yeah. <laughs> 53.9 QBR. Yeah. That's not great. What, is his completion he, percentage on there? Um, I don't. That's okay. Uh, he, he has a 124.7 rating versus conference. Um, a 53.6 completion percentage against conference. Okay. He only has 
1,100 yards passing against conference opponents yeah. and 12 touchdowns versus conference opponents. Yeah. So, I don't and, know. and away, oh, he plays better in away games, apparently, is what it looks like. His longest pass is 52 yards. He has 700 yards passing in away games versus home games. Wait, dude, that's weird. That is weird. That's super weird. He has way more attempts and way Maybe more completions. Schedules worked out this year yeah. too, though. It's weird, man. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, he's not. He's not perfect. He's he's not perfect. We know but that. Neither are we. But so. neither are we. And we've seen not great quarterbacks have heydays on us in the past too. So yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm gonna go. I just if Casey's in this could this it would make this game really interesting. Like if Casey's in and we're clicking and he's 100, percent I could see us pulling away from this game. Somehow we're still a 13 point dog at home. I say somehow it's because how bad our offense has been. I'm I'm gonna say. Um, we're going to lose 10 to 20. So um, they beat us by 10. So we covered the spread. Neither team scoring much. It's cold. It's going to be kind of a similar game to, to last week. Just not. You think we scoring. lose? We 10 lose 10 to 20. And they cover. They cover. No, it's 13 point spread. So it's we cover. 13 point we, yeah, spread? We, we cover the spread. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. They just got beat by 14. I know. To Iowa. And we're not that far away from each other. Yep. 13 point spread. That's weird. These have been weird spreads in a row, but man, Michigan—they've been pretty accurate, though. Yeah, they have been accurate. <laughs> so, goodness right gracious, they shouldn't have been accurate because of that touchdown last week. Should have been ruled a touchback. It's Whatever, and dude. part of it is because like we our offenses average almost the exact same. Yeah. Um, they they have more rushing yards, we have more passing yards, but their defense is significantly better than ours. Yeah, like yards wise. Mm-hmm. So. Um. All right. I think I'm. I just typed in my my bold prediction. I think we win this game. Um, I think there's enough, there's enough momentum. There's enough energy, um, getting a little bit healthier. If Casey play, if Casey plays, we win. I, I would say that too. Yeah, I, I just think, don't, I think for nothing less than, I don't think he's going to have to throw the ball very much, yeah. but if he's able to come, if he's able to go seven of 12 or, or eight of 15, you know, mm-hmm. like if he's able to complete passes on third down to, to get us the sticks moving, I think Anthony Grant's going to have a heyday. I just yeah. think he. I just think this is going to be a game where he steps up and he he really. People is, are going to be like, owned. "Where has that been?" I think it's going to be a two running back thing. I think probably yeah. either Gabe Irvin or Ramir or yeah. Yant will have another you know fifty, sixty, seventy yeah, yards on I'd top. Love it. But I think we win seventeen to ten. Um, I I think our defense is playing well above well enough. They're doing more than enough to win the games in the past couple weeks. I don't think Wisconsin is better than Illinois. And I don't think they're better than Minnesota. And I think we could have won both of those games if we had Casey okay. oh, healthy. Sure. So I, I like this. I like our odds. I think Anthony Grant has 150 and two touchdowns this Man, game. I would love that. I, I think he I think he just has a really good game. He's he's shown that he can do it. Yeah. He can do it against good teams. Too. I agree. So so my bold prediction is going to go along with my score. Um, also, I want to say my bold prediction last week was correct. It I was. Said, I said Chubba Purdy wouldn't have a turnover. So yeah. I win. <laughs> um, <laughs> Congratulations! So I'm going to go off of the score prediction of 10 to 20. I'm going to say Nebraska plays three different quarterbacks in the game. I say Casey plays, but not for very long. Yep. He just doesn't. He can't stay out there for very long. Logan comes in, gets banged up a little bit, and so then we see <clears throat> our, a third option at quarterback, probably uh, Cynic. I would love to see Jared Cynic. Yeah, um, and actually, he's got some swag to him. I wouldn't mind seeing him out there. He's a big, strong, muscular guy that can. I think he's got, cynic. Oh, yeah. dude, yeah, yeah. He's, I think he's got some some upside to him. He's a walk on from Hastings, but I kind of like those guys. So, 
Um, I see we I say we see three different quarterbacks in this game, but we overall just struggle to get get something going. Thus, thus the yeah. ten points. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. So, man, it's going to be an interesting. Uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting weekend for sure. Uh, lots of lots of rumors swirling, lots of potential things in the news. Uh, a possible win. Um, looking ahead to Iowa, we got a shortened week. Thanksgiving's coming up, so mm-hmm. a lot of stuff on the on the forefront. We want to. Uh, continue to walk through that with you guys and give you everything that we have our takes and all that stuff so thank you so much for listening to the big red rundown we hope that you're enjoying this as much as we are check us out wherever you listen to podcasts give us some good reviews share it with your friends it's going to be getting pretty wild here and we're going to have everything um all of our takes about the new head coach that's hired about the the future everything we're going to have it all for you so follow us on twitter as well at big red rundown and send your comments and questions to big red rundown at gmail.com we'll see you guys next time